My Seven Chakras, episode 168. It may be that when we no longer know what to do, we have come to our real work, and that when we no longer know which way to go, we have begun our real journey. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My Seven Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, action takers? AJ here, founder and host of My Seven Chakras, the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that can change your life. This is one show where we are certain that failure is the stepping stone to success and that energy is all around us. And once again, I'm back at your service with another episode that will surely rock your world. But before that, I'm going to read out our latest five-star review, which we received on iTunes, which reads, AJ really does an amazing job in doing some of the most profound experts. I enjoy every episode and learn so much. It has definitely changed my life. Action takers, for a chance for your name and review to be read out as well, make sure you leave us your thoughts, your feedback, and your experiences in the form of an iTunes review. How do you do it? It's simple. If you're on your phone, on the podcast's app, just click reviews and click write a review. Or you can visit this link, my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. And it will take you directly to the review page. Again, reviews are the single most effective way to show us some love and let iTunes know that you are an action taker because every review matters. And with that, we are now ready to welcome our very special guest for today, Tara Long. So Tara, <laughs> are you ready to inspire? Yes, I am. Thank you, AJ. Tara Long, the health alchemist, guides people to awaken their inner healer so that they can heal themselves from chronic health challenges like anxiety and panic attacks, chronic fatigue and chronic pain. Tara has been in practice for over 10 years, focused on transformational coaching and energy work. With managing a business comes the additional responsibility of steady growth challenges along with aspects of finance. And she believes we have all the power within ourselves to nurture this life form. All levels are addressed, mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical. Her mission is to empower people to know that they can heal and nurture themselves. So Tara, welcome to my seven chakras. Before we move on, take a few moments extra and tell us a bit more about yourself and fill in any blanks that I might have missed. Mm, thank you so much. That was a wonderful uh, introduction. Thank you, AJ. So yeah, you're right. Everything you said is correct. I live in uh, an extra piece is I live in Honolulu, Hawaii, which is I'm looking out my window right now. I'm in my home office. I'm looking at Diamond Head, which if you know um, where that is, it's uh, on the south shore of the island of Oahu. And it's been it was my dream to live in Hawaii. So about eight years ago, I made the move here and it was really life changing. And I did that because I was able to be empowered myself and I learned how to do that. So I myself struggled with and I know we'll probably get into this uh, chronic fatigue syndrome since the age of 22. 
And mm-hmm. the reason I do what I do now is because I figured out, I learned how to heal myself. And now it's my just extreme passion to share that knowledge with others because there, we don't have to suffer. We don't have to suffer no matter what's going on with us. So, um, so yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Wonderful. And with that, I finally know the correct pronunciation of Hawaii. It's Hawaii, right? With the stress towards the end and not Hawaii. It is. It's <laughs> actually, if, yeah, if you're saying the really correct pronunciation, the W sounds like a V, so it's Hawaii. Uh, but oh, okay. Hawaii is Hawaii is the kind of what, you know, locals will, will say. So yes, very good. <laughs> awesome. So like always, let's begin this show with some inspiration. What is your favorite inspirational quote? And also tell us how does this quote apply in your life? Awesome. I have so many quotes I use in my social media. I am constantly, constant. People know me as like the quote lady because I'm constantly putting quotes up. So I couldn't really choose a favorite one, but I did choose one that is my favorite right now. And I'll tell you why. So it goes like this. It may be that when we no longer know what to do, we have come to our real work and that when we no longer know which way to go, we have begun our real journey. And that's by Wendell Berry, who's an American author. And the reason why I chose that quote right now is because I feel as though when we're able to just surrender and let go and say, I don't know, that is when the magic happens. Whether it's we're trying to heal or we're trying to heal, you know, in our bodies and our lives and relationship, whatever we're looking for, I feel like when we can just let go of the thinking and let our intuition kind of take over, that's when we get actually get the answers. And it's so important because people are, you know, perfectionism is something that is kind of an epidemic in our in our culture. And when we can just realize that, well, if we can just let go a little bit, you know, the the right answers will come to us. So that's my quote for today. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing this quote with us. I think it's really powerful. When we no longer know which way to go, as you mentioned, that's when the magic happens. Mm. And I think a lot of our listeners can take uh, a lot of inspiration from this because they know that it's okay to be imperfect. And once that happens, we can truly rely on our intuition and let it guide us Mm. and nudge us along the way to our purpose. So thanks a lot for that wonderful quote. And with that, let us dive in. So uh, Tara, you help people who do not feel good in their bodies, right? So what are some of the challenges that you help people overcome? Yes. So I, I really am passionate about helping people with anything that that's been kind of chronic in their body, whether they've had a diagnosis, you know, from a doctor, or it's just symptoms, sometimes people just don't feel well. And they, they've maybe been to the doctor and haven't gotten a diagnosis, or, you know, like, they're just tired, and they have pain, joint pain, or, um, you know, they just don't feel well overall. But I also help people who have chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, Uh, various autoimmune disorders, digestive issues like IBS or Crohn's, migraine headaches, anxiety, depression. I mean, the list really goes on because the way that I'm looking at the body is not from a Western perspective, right? It's from, okay, there's an imbalance. Your body's just giving you a message. Let's figure out what that message is so we can take the inspired action to, to heal. Got it. Now, diving a bit deeper, you spoke about chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, chronic pain and autoimmune disorder. Why do they face such a challenge in the first place? What's missing in the conventional treatment to these challenges? Yes, thank you. That's a great question. Well, there's really not much that 
I've found that I've seen that Western uh, conventional Western medicine actually has to offer these folks at all. Having, having gone through chronic fatigue syndrome when I was in my twenties, mm. like I said, when I was 22, I got really, really, really sick and I didn't know what was wrong with me, but everything in my body was shutting down. And I, you know, it's so much more than, than fatigue, right? The name chronic fatigue syndrome is silly because it's really, you know, there's so much more going on. There's neurological issues. You know, you can't, uh, for me, I couldn't remember words or how to speak properly. Properly. I mean, I had migraine headaches. It was just the whole thing. You know, I couldn't stay awake. And doctors, I went to doctors, to Western doctors for six months. And they did test after test and gave me all these medications, whether it was for depression or, you know, just treating the symptoms, anxiety, pain, and basically said, well, we can't really find anything wrong with you. And my one doctor finally told me six months in, she said, you know, I think you have chronic fatigue syndrome. And I said, okay, so what is that? What do I do? And she said, well, there, we don't have any, we don't have any treatment for that other than just, you know, symptomatic treatment with medication. And she told me to go home and Google it (laughs) because she didn't have any answers for me. She said, you can't, we think you can't have red wine or chocolate, but you should really go Google it. (laughs) It's like, okay, thank you for Mm -hmm. Being helpful. So there's, so there's a lot of limitations there um, because if they don't see something on their, you know, on their blood panel, then they're not really sure what to do. And so I really quickly in that moment, you know, after moments, after having my period of like self-pity or what have you, I thought, oh gosh, I'm going to have to figure this out for myself. I'm going to have to figure out what to do to heal myself here. And so that was really the beginning of my self-healing journey. And I, I hear that over and over for the past 10 years with my patients and my clients who struggle with illnesses like this, um, just feeling really misunderstood, feeling unheard, and just not having any anything that can really help them in the conventional system. Got it. So I think the unique thing about you is that you've gone through chronic fatigue yourself, right? Mm. And through the process, you realize that it's not just fatigue, it's so much more. And when you sort of resorted to conventional treatment, they did not have a solution for you. They asked you to go to Google uh, <laughs> and they added up, added you with a lot of medication which didn't really solve the problem. Nope. So with that, let's talk about the solution now. You have what is called transformational coaching program. Mm. Uh, so what exactly is it? Thank you. Yes. So what I do, what I've learned over the past, you know, since I was 22, I went to, uh, I did go to acupuncture school. So I'm also an acupuncturist. That's my foundation in Chinese medicine. So I really Mm -hmm. just started to learn to look at the body in a completely different way. And I learned that we're all energy, right? Everything is energy. And so when we can look at it from that perspective and start taking a look at the inside for answers, you know, so what is, what is our mental state? What is our emotional state? How are we doing spiritually? So I really work on those mental, emotional, and spiritual levels for ultimate healing because that's where the, the message is to begin with. And it kind of trickles down in the physical body is really the last place that this message shows up, right? It's the last place that, that our spirit is like, hey, hey, we need to make some changes in life here, you know? And so that's really where the transformational coaching, I have a, a process I call the empowered healing method uh, that I go through with people. And it's really a deep, a deep dive. It's deep work. So it's kind of sometimes it's bringing up stuff that needs to be healed. And, you know, it's a combination of that. And also of, the foundation is really self-love. You know, I found that with self-love, everything kind of uh, can grow from that. Mm-hmm. So based on what you said, it seems like you started on a journey, you embarked on a journey, you started looking at a body, looking at the body in a completely different way, right? Yes. Not the Newtonian way, 
not just the physical body, yes. but you went deep. You went into the quantum way. You learned about the energy body. And what you learned really fascinated you because you learned that the issue starts in the energetic body mm. first. That's where it starts. And it manifests itself in the physical body. And because of that paradigm shift, you were able to help your clients and your patients in a much better way. Mm. So for someone who is new to this world of coaching, what are some of the mm -hmm. tools in your toolbox? In other words, what can a person expect from your program? Great, thank you. Yeah, so I have uh, I have two different uh, program, two different ways that I take people through my program. One way is is the Heal Yourself Now Masterclass online, so it's completely an online version. And then I have my ninety day intensive. That's a one on one mm -hmm. version of the same thing. So we break it down and we go kind of layer by layer. So we're kind of peeling back. So we look at what's underneath all of it. And so I have prompts and questions and, you know, in my, uh, in my online course, it's of course videos. And then I call them inspiration sheets that people will go through to in sort of investigate themselves. Like what's going on for them emotionally? What's going on? What are their thoughts that they're having every day? You know, what uh, spiritually are they, you know, do they feel connected because all of these things work together. So, you know, AJ, it's, there's, there's so much that goes into it and every person is unique, right? So it's totally different um, in terms of what we're focusing on and what we're working on. Yeah. But it's all of those different layers. It's like peeling back the onion. But for me, when we can focus on, really focus on, you know, the love and the celebration in any moment, that automatically transmutes anything unlike the love back into love. So it may sound kind of woo-woo to people, and I totally get that, <laughs> but there's plenty of studies done on, you know, levels of consciousness and how it actually, you know, allows the body the space for healing. When we're stressed and when we're, you know, feeling uh, just bad in our mind and in our heart and in our spirit, it affects our, it sends all those messages to ourselves, to every cell in our body, right, to follow suit. But when we can bring ourselves into a state of love and gratitude, that is the space where healing is literally inevitable. So it is, a, you know, it's a journey and it's, it's, it's cultivating those daily practices to be in this state as much as you possibly can. Wonderful. Now, one of the modalities that you use with your clients is a quantum healing hypnosis technique, right? Yes. So what exactly is this technique? Yes, thank you. So the quantum healing hypnosis technique comes from Dolores Cannon. And she passed a few years ago, and she was in her late 80s when she passed. But she I think in, you know, 40, 45 years ago, she started doing hypnosis, right? Kind of like a medical clinical hypnosis. Her and her husband started doing it. And then she realized, you know, when they would bring people back into hypnosis, they were doing it for, you know, for things, I think, like weight loss and, and things like that, that people would start, you know, going way back into these past lives and they would, all this healing would happen. So their like subconscious or what I like to call your higher self would come through during the session and actually create this healing for people and sometimes instantaneously. So it's really just a way to get those deeper answers that you're searching for. Um, because the first part of it, we do go into a past life and that's not something where I'm guiding you to what life we're going to, but your, again, your higher self is taking us there. And then, you know, the second part is bringing your higher self or subconscious through to answer the questions that you have, like, why am I suffering with this? You know, what is my purpose in life? You know, all those like deep life questions. And then if it's appropriate at the time, if the healing is appropriate, then, you know, it, there can be instantaneous healing as well. So it's really a way to just go really deep for people and get those answers they're searching for. 
Wonderful. Now they say that, and as you suggested, you know, you have a past life, this is your current life. And sometimes they say, when they look at a person that you're an old soul, right? Yes. So what does that really mean? Well, an old soul, to me anyway, is uh, just says that you have been around for quite a while and you have lived many, many lifetimes. And we all, in my experience in doing this work for so long, we've all had many, many lifetimes, but some souls are younger, right? And some are, uh, it's not good or bad, right? But an old soul has just been around a lot longer. So therefore, we can have sort of a different sense of awareness, a different consciousness that comes naturally to us. Because, you know, it's like the elderly person who's just been around for so long, and they're not, they're pretty much at peace, you know, a lot of times they're not so worried about everything. So it's kind of like that. Interesting. So you're saying that an elderly person here on earth might have a young soul, whereas a teenager might be an old soul as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. So when a person goes back to his or her past life, how real is it? Can they experience things, feel things, hear things? What's it like? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I can say this from personal experience because I've had several, uh, a handful of, of these hypnosis sessions. And of course, I've seen, you know, my clients during their sessions. And yes, mm-hmm. it's very, very powerful. There's sometimes a voice might even change or, uh, you know, they'll pick up a certain mannerism, like maybe a, a hand tick or, you know, the head will move. There's usually a lot of crying because a person yeah. will feel the intensity of the situation, like they're there, like they're experiencing it. Um, But it's very cathartic, you know, it's, it's not, and I know a lot of times people will be nervous or scared, like, what if I see something that's really scary, or I don't want to see, and I know for a fact that your higher self is always guiding you, protecting you, and will never ever show you anything that you can't handle, or that isn't right for you in that very moment. Sure. Now, here's a question that I'm sure people might have asked you in the past, but how do you uh, differentiate between your imagination and what seems like your past life? Yes, that's a great question. Because hypnosis, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about what hypnosis is. And it's really just a different brainwave state, right? We have the four uh, states. And so when you're in hypnosis, you're in one of two brainwave states. You're in alpha, which is Uh, Like when you're reading a good book and you're, you know, you're very uh, engrossed in the book and you're not really aware of your external surroundings. Or there's also theta, which is a deeper, deeper state. And we all experience theta usually a couple times a day, right before we're falling asleep and right when we wake up. You know, it's that level of you're hyper aware of things, but you're also very relaxed. Mm -hmm. So when you're in that state of, uh, of hypnosis, you're really able to access Uh, like I said, the subconscious mind or what the higher self wants to show you. And so that's different from just using your imagination to think of something, you know, and some people will, will say to me, Oh, I felt like I was making it up, you know, while I was, while I was there. And I'm like, yeah, that's just, you know, that's just your conscious mind, your ego getting in the way going, Hey, Hey, are you sure this is real, you know, type thing. But I mean, these things, you can't make up the things that I hear. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I yeah, mean, really, true. it's insane. It's incredible. Yeah. Fascinating. Now, you have a master's degree, master's of acupuncture and oriental medicine. Yeah. How does this background influence your approach as a coach? Yes, that's a great question. Well, I think it really gives me a whole picture of, you know, energetic medicine, of a philosophy, of the Eastern philosophy, which is really holistic and which really mm-hmm. incorporates nature. 
you know, and, and how to be in balance with nature externally and internally in our body. So it just really gives me a deeper look at, uh, at physiology, you know, in a different way, because in my training, of course, we also study, you know, Western medicine, anatomy, physiology, and all of that. So it really just gives me kind of a, a whole look at a person and, and I'm able to use all of this knowledge to, to sort of intuit what might be best for them, you know, in the moment. So it's, it's just an extra bonus. <laughs> Wonderful. So firstly, I love the way you articulate your explanations and sort of break down what seems as really esoteric concepts for people who might be new to this space. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious now, when was the first time you ever experienced alternative healing? Tell us that story. Yes, thank you. It was, oh my gosh, this was a, a day that changed my life. So since I was, uh, I grew up, you know, I was born and kind of grew up. My mom always said I was a sick kid, right? I had like asthma and allergies and everything. When I was 15 years old, I got really sick uh, with my stomach and I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat normally. I had to eat, you know, like potatoes and rice and things like that. Because every time after I ate, I would get sick and, and burning this excruciating pain in my stomach. Went to the doctor, and of course, at first they didn't actually believe me because I was only 15, and they thought, well, how can you really have stomach issues? You're 15. So they would just give me, you know, medication for, you know, to decrease the acid in my stomach and so forth. But it would work for a little while, and then it would stop working. And and when I was Mm -hmm. 17, I was like, hey, guys, this isn't working. We need to do something. I think I have, like, ulcers or whatever. And so finally they said, okay, great, we'll do an endoscopy, which they did. And turns out, yes, I had ulcers, all of that. But the only thing they could do was give me more medication, right? So that's what they did. And eventually it would stop working and they'd have to change it. And when I was in college, I was at the University of Minnesota, which is a pretty progressive, you know, school, even when I was 22 and my, or 20, I think I was 21 at the time. And my doctor, she said, you know, there's nothing else we can do for you. We've given you like every possible medication. You're still having the stomach pain. Nothing we can do for you. So I really want you to go see this acupuncturist here. And I said, sure, I will do anything right now. I will do it. So I went to see, um, to see this doctor and oh my gosh, from just the very first moment that he walked in, I felt seen, I felt heard. He spent time with me. It wasn't like all my other doctor's visits where they come in and just quickly write your prescription and, you know, and they're out. He looked at my tongue and felt my pulse and he knew things about me already that I didn't even tell him just from that. Mm -hmm. And he said, this is, you know, this is where you're holding all of your stress from your childhood. And so that very first session of acupuncture, I remember he put the needles in, he left the room, and I just started crying, just bawling, just, and it wasn't, Mm -hmm. I wasn't sad. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm so distraught over something. It was a release and it felt amazing. And so for the entire time that he was gone, I was crying and he came back and I said, what did you do to me? I've been crying for like a half an hour. And, and he was like, oh no, we're just releasing all those emotions are coming out of your body, you know, and, and the acupuncture allowed to the space to do that because it helped to balance my body's energy naturally so that it could heal itself. And what it needed to heal itself was to just release and cry. So for the following, I don't know, two or three days, I was just crying all the time, like at work, at school, but it felt great. I was so happy. (laughs) I just, you know, it felt wonderful. And then I continued on for an entire course of treatment with him, which I believe was about 12 sessions. And that Mm. was the only thing that ever, ever helped my stomach. And I could finally eat normally and really just feel like a normal person again. Wonderful. So I have a question that you really might be able to answer for someone getting into acupuncture for the very first time how do you go about selecting an acupuncturist to work with for your conditions uh, what should they look for 
or what questions should they ask? Sure, that's a great question. So, you know, I'm a big fan of using your intuition and the connection that you have with a practitioner. Okay. So the first thing that I would do is ask your friends and family for referrals because it's very likely that uh, at least one person you know has already seen an acupuncturist and that's a great way is to get a referral. And you can also, I really like Yelp because there's a lot, lots mm-hmm. of, you know, reviews on Yelp, uh, which might sound strange to find an acupuncturist, but you can, and just get a feel uh, for this person's energy as much as you can via their website. Um, and on the phone, I often have people just call me and want to chat, you know, so I'll talk to them for 15 minutes and we'll just see, you know, if this is a good fit. You can also just make an appointment to, to go in and have a chat, you know, you can interview them. I mean, that's okay to do also. And beyond, of course, you know, they're going to be licensed practitioners. It's you can't practice in the US without that. So uh, everybody's going to be trained well, everybody has, you know, very similar comparable training. And school is at least four years or more postgraduate. So, you know, there's no worries there. But I would just trust your intuition and, and see, you know, if you if you trust this person. Wonderful. So, Tara, thanks a lot for sharing those insights with us today. For someone who really wants to take action today itself towards their transformation, what is it one action step that you'd like to recommend for our listeners? Oh, that's a great, great question. And I, I wonder if I can answer, say just one thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think I'm, I'm trying to think here what would be the best because I really like to use my five-step empowered healing method to get people started on, uh, on their healing journey because here's the thing. Every single person on this planet has the power within them to heal themselves from anything and everything and it can take time or it can be instant. So the first thing to do is to own that power. You can put your hand on your heart and breathe in and you can just know, you can say, I am powerful enough to heal myself because we have been so disempowered in our culture from the time we're babies. We're born, we go, you know, we're usually born in a hospital, we get vaccines right away. Every time there's, we have a little cough, anything, we go immediately to the doctor and we're looking externally for healing. And while sometimes that is necessary, right? I'm happy for Western medicine and traumatic situations and, you know, accidents and things like that. But when it comes to, you know, just maintaining yourself in a, you know, every day, or if you have a chronic illness, you have the power to do that. So just putting your hand on your heart and owning that, stating that, breathing in, connecting with your heart space. So moving the energy from the head and the thinking brain down into the heart, you know, owning your power, loving yourself, surrendering to what's happening and, uh, and trusting yourself, trusting your intuition to what is the next best step for you. Action Tribe, to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my 7 forward slash 168. That's my 7 forward slash 168. What we fear doing most is usually what we most need to do. Mm-hmm. This is an amazing quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Action Tribe, let's be honest. Is there a phone call that you need to make, but you're afraid of the outcome? Or is there a conversation that you need to have, but you don't know how it'll turn out? Maybe there's a decision that you need to make, but you're afraid of the outcome. If there is, then remember, you have nothing to lose, but everything to gain. Our comfort zone always keeps us safe, limited, and away from growth. But just imagine, what if things turn out really well? How are you going to feel? Are you going to feel excited? Are you going to feel happy? Are you going to feel triumphant? 
listen to that soft, still voice in your head as we're learning today. Because if you do, you will agree with Mr. Emerson who said that what we fear doing most is usually what we most need to do. So Tara, mm, talk to us about a major challenge that you experienced in your life. How did you encounter it in the first place? And then what exactly did you do to get out of that obstacle mm. or to overcome it? Mm. Yeah, that's such a great question. And I'm trying to think of which one to, <laughs> which one to share with you guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've just, I've just shared with you two of my health challenges, right? My stomach and then the chronic fatigue syndrome. And, and those are probably two of the biggest ones of my entire life. Another challenge, I guess, that I can talk about is moving to Hawaii with no one, not knowing anyone, not knowing anything, just on my own with two suitcases. Here I come from Minnesota moving to Hawaii. I'm doing this. I don't care. It's going to, I'm going to, but see what happened was I followed my intuition. So I had this, this knowing deep down that it was going to be okay, but that didn't mean I wasn't absolutely totally freaked out and scared because I was, you know, I think I had like, I don't know, maybe a thousand dollars in my bank account. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. moving here. So that was really for me to find, to find the deepest, deepest place of strength for myself and just know that it was all going to work out. And yes, there were definitely, you know, moments of challenge. But for me, I think, you know, the biggest challenge is sometimes just getting up every day and, and continuing in the face of that. And so it's just tapping it again, tapping into that, uh, that intuition and trusting, just trusting the universe, trusting yourself. So I made it through that you know, that time just purely, purely on faith. There, there was nothing else in the universe worked it out for me because I knew it was going to work out. And the truth is it always works out. When we take that step, like you were just saying, you may be afraid of the outcome, but what's, what's the other option that you just stay complacent and sedentary and you don't move at all. And what, what does that do for you? So what are the possibilities? And so just continuing to ask yourself, what else is possible here? What else is possible? And knowing, of course, as we know, in quantum physics and quantum mechanics, there are endless, endless possibilities. And why not focus on, you know, the possibilities that you most want? So. Well, thanks a lot for sharing your story. If you had to share with our listeners one major life lesson from the story that you just shared with us, what would it be? Hmm. Uh, I think just trust yourself. You know, I think... You are enough as you are right now. You have everything inside of you that you need to fulfill the desires because a desire, there's nothing wrong with having a desire. I know in our, you know, in a lot of spiritual, you know, arenas, desire is, is bad. Well, it's only bad if you're longing for it, if you're thinking about all the ways you don't have it, but to have a desire and to follow that and use what you have inside of you to follow that, that's the absolute best thing you can do for yourself and every other person in the world, right? So trust yourself, follow those lights. They will lead you home. Wonderful. So I love your story. You shared that at one point in your life, you made this major decision to move from Minnesota to Hawaii, places that were really different, not only culturally, but also distance wise, right? So, but you decided to make that move anyway. Uh, You did not have any connections. You did not know anyone, no family over there. Uh, And not only that, you had limited money. But you decided to move any, anyway. You decided to find that strength within yourself and assure yourself from time to time that things were going to work out. And most importantly, you decided to wake up every day feeling positive and empowered. And I think that 
decision, uh, especially early in the morning, mm. made your day work out even better, right? Mm. Uh, because you started your day really strong, really empowered, really focused. Uh, and because you took the step, because you had the faith, things really worked out. So with that, you really taught our listeners today that you shouldn't really be afraid of taking that step if you know deep down that this is what you have to do. Mm. So thanks a lot for sharing. Sure. Thank you. So Action Tribe, I may not have met you, but because you are listening to this episode right now and you have listened so far, I do know this one thing about you, that you are brave and you are an action taker. I know many of you are living in regions where meditation is very new, in regions where it's not cool to talk about chakras, in regions where yoga might be considered taboo, in regions where Reiki is not welcome. Whatever your circumstances are, don't let that prevent you from doing what you know is true deep inside. Like I mentioned a while back and like Tara also mentioned so many times today, trust your instincts, trust your inner voice and trust your intuition. And more importantly, take full responsibility of your life because like Irene Kasurla once said, the pen that writes your life story must be held in your own hand, not in somebody else's hand, but that pen must be held in your own hand. So Tara, as on today, what is your life calling? Hmm. Well, I feel really, really blessed to know what that is because I, a lot of my, you know, people I work with are struggling with that. My life's calling is the reason that I am here on this earth at this time is to, to empower people, empower people to heal themselves. And, you know, that's through lots of different tools and practices, but most of all to know that you have it inside of you. And when you love your own heart unconditionally, when you accept yourself as you are, that is the foundation and the basis for all healing. And for, you know, it doesn't mean that we're constantly always going to be positive and, you know, just for positive sake, but you can, when you just love yourself as you are, even if you're feeling sad in the moment or you're not feeling well, put your hand on your heart and it's okay. I love you. It's okay. I love you. And that love is the most powerful thing in the world. So that is my, is my core purpose. Wonderful. So we're going to talk about a defining moment now. If you had to go back in time, was there ever a time when you experienced a defining moment that really changed your life? Hmm. I think... I think I've had a lot of those <laughs> defining moments, right? When you find yourself, uh, as they say, having like a come to Jesus moment where <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> what do I do? And, and those moments of complete and total surrender are the moments I, yeah. I remember the most. I remember when I was living in, uh, I went to acupuncture school in Austin, Texas. And so I was living there and was just not feeling was just, I had graduated from acupuncture school at this point already, and I knew there was a next step for me in my life. And I, and I've always felt that, you know, my call was bigger than myself and that I just, I have, I have this duty, you know, to humanity. And I just didn't know what the next step was, if I should move, what I should do, where I should go. And I was having, you know, challenges with that. And so I was just asking and praying and, and I remember being on my floor, my dining room floor, and just tears, just streaming down my face, just not, you know, not knowing in the minute that I just let everything go, then things started to totally fall into place to, for, my, for the next best step. Because the thing is, is you don't have to know the entire vision, right? I mean, that's ridiculous to think. I'm going to know what the entire next five or 10 years of my life looks like. What you, what, the only thing you need to do is ask, what is the next best step for me in this moment? And so in that moment, for me, 
you know, I just let everything go. And it was and I got the intuition, the hit that it was time to move from Austin, and it was time to to do something else. And so right from that moment, everything just started to fall into place. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks a lot for that. And we have now arrived at the very last round for today, (laughs) the wisdom round, which is basically four rapid fire questions so that our listeners can take note and take action. So out of all the advice that you've received, what is the best advice that someone's ever given you? Mm, I think, I think it just goes back to, uh, to loving myself as I am in every moment, just loving my, the most powerful thing that any of us can do is to love your own heart. Yeah. Sure. Name a personal habit that keeps you going. A personal habit? That's right. Okay. My morning ritual. My morning ritual is a key for me. So every day when I wake up, I start, uh, I, I do my 20 minute meditation I do journaling, visualization, uh, some yoga, and yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Great. So name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. Mm, I think for for today, the book I'm, uh, there's so many really, but the book I'm reading right now is called Healing and Recovery. And it's by David R. Hawkins, David R. Hawkins, Healing and Recovery. And he uh, his life's work is a uh, doctor. He's a doctor and a PhD and all of that. But he talks about uh, the levels of consciousness and healing in that within that system. Well, we'll have these uh, nuggets up in the show notes. Action Tribe to access today's show notes. Visit my7chakras.com forward slash 168. That's our website forward slash 168. So Tara, thank you so much for coming on our show today talking to us about your experiences and how you really help your clients feel more comfortable in their bodies and take action towards a complete transformation. Mm. And before you go, tell us one thing that you are grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you. Mm, Thank you. One thing, oh gosh, so many things. Uh, But right now I am sitting at my desk and I'm literally looking at the top of, of Diamond Head, which is my little energy beacon. So I am grateful every single day to wake up next to her and just feel the energy of her right there. <laughs> Wonderful. And the best way to find me would be, uh, I also have a podcast. It's called the Wide Awakened Healing Podcast. It's on iTunes. And you can also find me on my website, which is wideawakenedhealing.com. Mm-hmm. And, and there you can find all the information for uh, my online course and you know the other program, the 90-day intensive program that I have. And I also do have a free gift for your listeners today. Uh, it's a free guide to empowered healing, and it's nine ways to free yourself from dis-ease. So you can find that at wideawakenedhealing.com slash my7chakras. So thanks a lot for that gift. I'm sure our listeners would love this gift. Definitely. We're going to have this link in the show notes. But uh, thank you once again for coming on our show, talking to us about a transformation mm. and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.